0: Hey, hey,
1: Hey, What's up, man? What's going on? It is another day. I just realized I can't find my head. I just realized that I need my headphones to do this podcast. I don't got them right now. Why do you need them? Well, because it, it has, it's better sound. You guys, the guests, the people, the co-host and guests that come on the show, they usually sound good and very clear and loud. I, on the other hand, sound far away sometimes. And I, sometimes I disconnect, so it's really weird. Hey, Joe.
2: What's up? What up, Joe? What's up?
1: So, so yeah, I got to buy a new heads- new headphones. Whew. Anyway. Oh, Adam's here. What's up, bro? Hey,
3: what's going on? Hey, it's Brian and Paul and Joe. Well, we got a lot of people here today.
2: It's a lot. <laughs> I don't know why that's
1: funny, but I... Just we've been talking crap all the whole has podcast. That's hilarious. I was, anyway. I thought it was funny.
0: You're like, oh, my God, there's more people here.
2: I'm like, yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> I mean, for the last like before, like, the couple weeks that I wasn't here, it was like me and you were, like three weeks in a row. Yeah,
2: That's pretty much it. You, I mean, you are podcasting. correct.
3: Podcasting.
1: I mean, to be fair, I thought Paul was just like never coming back ever. I'm like, well, we got a new co-host, Brian. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. And then Adam decided to slip back in. Hey. And, uh, God dang it, Adam. Hey. Well, uh, welcome everyone. How's everyone's,
1: day? How's everyone's day so far? Good. <laughs> Why?
4: You...
3: Well, the little mini TV that I brought with us in the car decided to shit itself, so hopefully... Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm hot, dude. Holy farm, I'm hot. Bless that freaking heat.
0: God God bless it. God bless it so hard. God bless it. <laughs> okay.
1: Anyway, let's get this podcast started, man, because it's going to be a short one. Okay.
4: Oh, I'm going to it. ask a fight going on next. Who, what, Who do you think's going to win, Holly Holm or Amanda Nunez tonight? Oh, crap, that is tonight, isn't it? It is. I've got it, got it downstairs do, on, do, on do, pay-per-view, bro. On track, dude. Oh, Angela says Nunez. <laughs> so I, I, I think what, Nunez, too, if we're so being how, honest.
1: How much time do we have, then?
4: <laughs> I mean, y'all don't worry about me. I'm going to be here. Right. you're gonna slip out and just disappear
2: yeah i i will
1: just I'll just be like, join my podcast, no Yo. you you like you' be like <laughs> a question that gets, gets pondered to you like, hey, so Brian, what do you think? <laughs> 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 just gone, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, oh, I think Or <laughs> right, I just shut off, anyway, let's get this oh, it's hot in here, man, anyway. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the uh, 40 for, uh, 41st episode of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Wayne01193. And, man, it's crazy because, uh, yeah, episode 50 almost here, and I don't know what I'm going to do, I guess, as a special. I don't know. It's just 50 seems like a, a good number. But, anyway, whew, it's hot in here. Whew, sorry. Welcome to the 41st episode. You got to take of...
3: off all your clothes.
1: Well, that's not an, I'm not doing that. I need to need some water. That's stupid, man. I mean, he gave you options. You got to take them, bro. It's up to you. Okay. Anyway, I'm just going to ignore everything you're saying. <laughs> uh, if you guys – oh, man. So uh, I want to I say, say first and foremost, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast. Thank you to the co-hosts that are always you know, making your time every single week to come through. I really do appreciate that. Uh, number two, uh, for the listeners' sake, if you guys are interested into uh, the Destiny series, you know, continue to feel, uh, feel free to continue to support us by just listening to the uh, podcast. But if you are interested and you like to play other games and you venture out beyond the Destiny universe, we do have a podcast that we uh, brought podcast that we do every single week on Sunday called the EBD Podcast, and we and that's basically the Everything But Destiny podcast. So if you're into that, that tickles your fancy, just tune on in and we make sure we post it. Okay, so the Lumina Quest has come out this past Tuesday, and uh, I, frankly, I'm still working on it. I've just been lazy doing other stuff, helping other people out. <laughs> i are doing the outbreak. I've been doing the outbreak quest a lot, uh, just helping people get it. I did do some of the Lumina quest, and uh, for I guess for the listener's sake, the Lumina is the new hand cannon, new exotic hand cannon that's available uh, this week. Well, it's available, you know, I guess forever, you know, until I guess the new game comes out. Anyway, uh, it's it's the uh, counter, it's the counter uh, gun to Thorn. So uh, we're gonna go, we're gonna dive deep into like the perks and what it does and how to get it. But uh, yeah, it's this. This gun is, from what I understand, it's the only one of its kind, and I guess we'll describe, you know, how it is, you know, like that. But uh, yeah, so the Lumina Quest is available, and um, yeah, actually, you start off. Actually, does anyone have the Lumina yet?
3: I do. Pocket? I think Joe I think I has, has it. Has it yeah. I've, I've
2: had it for a while. So Joe has while. it. Brian has it. Yeah, I'm close. I'm close.
3: No, I have it. You say you have it. Yeah, I have it as well.
2: Okay, uh,
4: Paul, do you have it? Paul?
2: And he never came back. <laughs> Bye, Paul. Bye, Paul. I took, I took a dump or something. Like, what's the Windows sign-off? Uh, think- oh. oh, shoot. Oh, I was just joking. There <laughs> oh, what the heck is oh.
4: happening? <laughs> so Adam's gone again. We're back to normal, guys. Thanks for tuning into the podcast.
0: No, that's, that's weird, because you, I can hear all you guys, so I was just like, started to talk, but, okay.
4: um,
0: no, Adam. so I, I looked at the quest step, I think I might have started the first, the first one, but honestly, I'm just kind of sick and tired of the same, like, boring, drawn out quest steps for all these exotics, so I, I, I started okay. it, and I just, I said I'll do it some other time.
4: I'm kind of enjoying yeah, the uh, menagerie though. Like you have to do some, you can do some menagerie for it, or it's made me go back to the blind well. That was kind of cool. I hadn't done the I mean, blind well in a while.
1: I mean, personally, I don't mind it. I'm also on like Paul's side, is to the point where like I, I don't really care too much uh, for the quest to be super long, for the gun to be mediocre. Not saying this gun is mediocre, but I'm because I, I know I just said I will this say quest, this quest is
4: this long. Time.
1: But this this quest is kind of long. But uh, and I, I I do get where Paul's coming from. So before I'm just, we even... I'm
0: just saying it's like, whether it's PVE or PVP, I just feel like I'm doing the same thing. Like for me, if I just waited out long enough, I can knock out like four pinnacle weapons or four exotics all at once. Like I literally got my revoker, my mountaintop and my recluse all in the same, like three days, because all I needed to do was hit fable pretty much, you know what I mean? And then just mm-hmm. shoot people with different guns. Like okay. same yeah. thing with PV. I got like the, uh, the energy scout and the grenade one, the, but I don't know the name of it, the heavy grenade launcher, because all I did was have grenade launchers on and then Wendigo. Yeah. wendigo and Indeed. whatever. And, and I had a hand cannon. So like when I ran out of grenade ammo, I just precision shot everything. So it was like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, you just wait it out long enough and then the, you'll just be given guns. Practically.
4: Uh, okay. You know, I mean, that could also be a, that could be a positive. because like, like, today, I didn't get home till what, like, an hour ago? 12-hour yeah. shift. So, I only have so much time, and then I got homework, right? So, if I jump in the crucible, like, there's a there's a few things I can knock out at once, right? So, if I just have, like, a pistol on first and then my sniper on the next, that's what I did for revoker. And I kind of just, like, meandered into finishing it. I was, like, oh, shoot, yeah, revoker's up. Here, I, I got it. And that's kind of cool because I can keep doing, like, stuff that I like. Like, I really enjoy going to the Crucible. I just kill time, you know? 10-minute uh, matches, 15-minute matches or whatever. And then I eventually get there without having to actively go out of my way for something like, oh, collect
2: 1,500
4: ethereal spirals or something, you know? It's like, or <laughs> etheric spirals or whatever they are. So, it's better than, like, the old farming stuff you have to do a lot of. I oh, think. my
1: gosh, man. Do you guys remember back in D1 if you wanted to get the exotic I remember the farm? Oh, I remember
0: oh my god
3: oh yeah, yeah because you could
0: just buy them for legendary shards too that are legendary marks whatever that were well, was no. easy to get because every week you could do it
3: but paul remember you had to get those special ones that you like every
0: oh the, you know, the helium like, like every 10 whatever. kills
3: yeah like every uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah like, no 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 you could just burn the chest 12, 12.
0: and you would get two out of every chest and if you knew the if you knew the route you could do it in like 40 minutes
3: I don't know. Maybe they changed. I know when it initially dropped, you had to collect the things that were not on the ground out of the chest because every like, every ten or twenty of those it gave you a special one, and you needed like ten of the special ones.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That I don't was know around was... um, like special House of Wolves, right? It was around the House of Wolves. Well, it was the no, nah, that was
1: no, nah, that, was... <laughs> that was that was that Taken King.
4: Oh, that was Taken King. Okay. Yeah,
3: now, I'm
0: I, I don't think you needed special ones. I think you just you didn't always get them out of every chest.
3: Hmm. they were allowed... To no, need- no. All I know is that, that they took forever. With that within the hadium right. flakes, too, or whatever. Or filaments, or whatever they were.
1: Right, right. That's the whole point. The whole point is I mean, rather you're farming it from the chest or from the ground, you wouldn't always get the the special... Yeah. I get, you, the, the material, the additional material you needed just from collecting the planetary materials. That's the point.
0: Just yeah, I'm just water. saying, like, how are you going to come out with, like, the Whisper of the Worm quest, and then you come out with the Outbreak quest? Like, Make getting exotics like somewhat interesting, or like somewhat
2: pertaining to that exotic.
3: That's okay,
2: so, I think yeah, they so tried he- to make it interesting, right? Because one of the things that was unique was the rotating GPS like level thing. So that was kind of that was kind of different, right? So like every hour you had to go to like a different place if you didn't find whatever for the. Hmm for the quest are you, line are you talking about are you talking about for the lumina quest right yeah it's for the lumina okay. quest isn't it yeah and see that, because... that was
0: the thing i got i'm, I'm stuck on that yeah. one because i was like all right well
2: you don't forget know is, this yeah so there's like a chest you have to open in like every hour the gps location of the chest changes between the different places that you can go
4: that was pretty fun i enjoyed that so that was i,
2: did that not. Was, I thought that was interesting but um I mean, yeah but then like, it goes right back to Go it goes right back
0: to the Well, areas, I think they're so. trying
4: to find, like, a balance. Like, like when what was the gun that first dropped where you had to do that one uh, mission that was down to, like, one of the Rasputin vaults type of thing, and all of the taken knights, I mean, uh, the uh, hive knights were lined oh. up in a certain way, and it was making an actual pattern. I know you're talking and about And people like me jumped in. I was like, oh, knights. I just killed them all. never noticed the pattern. And I was like, oh, that's the start of a quest. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Like it was yep. too deep for a lot of people. So yeah, they're trying to strike that balance where it's achievable, but you can't also get it like by, by the afternoon it drops, you know? Yeah,
0: but that's like that's your content creators like job right there, that you're taking away. Like if all they have to do is be like, Oh yeah, if you want this gun, just go do a billion strikes. Yeah, and just go kill do a lot well, then go do this. Oh, this is actually the fastest. Like, oh, go back to Gambit Prime or go back to Gambit and just message the dude on the other team so you guys can take turns killing each other like
4: yeah well that's also I mean it's not like they've abandoned that we just got Outbreak and that was a fun jumping puzzle so I I enjoyed it well
0: I don't have Outbreak because I can't do the I tried doing the the strike Ah, now we get to the
4: root of the problem right there
0: (laughs) (laughs) but still I would rather know that (laughs) oh I have to do this by myself or try and find people to do it with me versus Oh, let me just go do a thousand strikes. like everybody can do it and it's just lame at that point if everybody can just go through strikes to do the same thing.
4: Hmm. I guess so.
2: I mean personally I'm
1: I'm so I'm super indifferent. Uh oh.
2: We just lost Adam. Yep. Okay. So I think one of the other things that was interesting was uh you remember all the steps for Malfeasance?
0: Yeah. yeah. No. So like yeah.
2: step and gambit where you have to kill, like, an invader before he kills uh, anybody on your team. Yeah. That was kind of hard. Um, and I think that was just because my teammates were kind of retarded.
3: That wasn't uh, a Malfeasance step. That was the one we just did for the Lumina.
2: Uh, that's what I'm saying, though, is like Malfeasance. Malfeasance was the- you had to go get – Uh, you had to get invader kills.
3: Well, you also had to kill someone in their super while they invaded initially. So, they what tried-
2: I'm saying is I don't know. Malfeasance. I- I'm a really good invader, stuff so that wasn't too again, hard. Which I thought was different. That was – kind of difficult because not everybody was able to do the malfeasance stuff so yeah, right yeah that true, it, true it had something yeah. that wasn't that easy to do
1: right now i get you joe because that uh, because on both sides right either like you said you can either have a sucky players that just keep dying or two you can have really good players and i happen to kill the invader before you do because at the end of the day rather the invader dies before it kills anyone you have to be the one to kill the invader otherwise mm-hmm. you're not moving on
4: right I get that. But that, that, that's different. Lumina is not a pinnacle weapon the same way like, um, let's say, Mountaintop was. Because what got me, it took me a whole season to get Mountaintop because of the double kills. That was it. Because the only good grenade launcher I had was Fighting Lion, which can't even one-hit kill. So I was struggling a lot with getting the kills fast enough. and But that took some work. And it wasn't easy to do. And it, it it was a weakness of mine, and now I'm you know now ironically enough I, I use fighting lion a lot because I got so good at using it.
2: But right, That's...
4: it's that was a pinnacle weapon. These aren't pinnacle weapons. They're weapons that everybody is going to use. Everyone's going to have, and there has to be a way for people to get it without being you know, 720 no scope and crucible. Or you know being a hundred who can get through every single jumping puzzle really fast I
1: you know and i, and I have to, I have to add an addendum, and after I add this little addendum, we're gonna you know have a have a little quick break for the um for the sponsor but i mm-hmm. uh, i I think pinnacle weapons you know deserve to be a little a little bit more difficult to get than the than the exotics because I, at the end of the day, everyone should be able to get an exotic at some point no matter how hard no matter how hard it may be. But I think pinnacle weapons are just a little bit different and it gives you the edge. And I think people tend to forget that exotics aren't meant to be overpowered. The reason why exotics are the way they are is because they are just extremely situational and just different. That's why they're so unique. Right. And uh, when it comes to pinnacle weapons, for example, the Windigo. I mean, the Windigo is amazing. That is like one of the best. Oh, give me a second. Hold on. You uh, That's me. Okay. I got you. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just I I think it's actually pretty cool. Like, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think you really have to work, and take out the time to you know really earn these uh, pinnacle weapons. I think they, they deserve a place, you know, to is be that
4: one really good because I, I don't have it yet. But when to go? To oh, yeah,
3: it's me. Amazing. It's amazing. Right, well, that'll be my next gun. But isn't it situational so as well? Because you have to pick no. up an orb to be able to buff it.
1: Well, look, you, you think about it like this, bro. Orbs always drop all the time. So there's there's two-way orbs. And drops. Oh, yeah. Not at a, not you, at no, a you, boss you, fight. Okay. So, bro, no, I, I guess it can. Absolutely. You think about it, right? So uh, if someone wants to drop a well or pop a bubble or do something or shoot ads on the side, right, and they happen to have a masterwork weapon. The, the point is it's not that situational or rare to get this weapon to be in its most powerful state okay so the point is orbs are always dropping period and on top of it too th- yeah, these, all it these takes grenades, is a
4: masterwork gun man. that's what those these, things to spit orbs
1: and i was going to say the grenade launchers themselves the grenade uh their grenades themselves they're blinding grenades so you have multiple grenades that are blinding grenades and they, they really pack a punch once you collect orbs of light so I think that's really cool. I don't know. It, it, it's it's very it's very cool. It's it's not super specific, you know. It's it's not like limiting you that much. And even if you don't have, even if you didn't collect orbs of light, it's still effective. But anyway, um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and you're gonna hear a word from our sponsor. So I'll be back. Hey Adam. Hey. hey. Can you One hear? I'm just inviting Elf? Joe. Okay, there we go. I was just inviting Joe. Hey, Paul.
3: Yep.
1: All right, welcome back. Welcome back. All right, Joe should be coming soon. Okay, but you yeah.
3: About Brian? No, no,
1: no. Uh, no, no. Brian, Brian's not coming back. Brian is. Uh, he he had to slip out of here. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
3: But uh, yeah.
1: No, welcome back, everyone, uh, and the listeners, welcome back as well. But yeah, so we're gonna finally just dig deep into the Lumina Quest. Uh, oh, before I even get, before I dig deep into it, real quick. Just rate it 1 out of 10. I guess for Joe and Adam, can you rate the Lumina 1 out of 10? Ten? 10 being amazing, 1 being I will never do this
2: quest again on another character. Rate it real quick. Uh, well, I never do the quest again on another character after I get something. Because I don't feel like doing that. Okay, sorry. 1 terrible, 10 amazing. Okay. five. give it a
1: f-
3: 4. Okay. <clears throat> And that's you're talking just, about the quest uh, itself, right? Not the no, actual the game.
2: gun. The gun. Yeah, so I go to four, and it's because um, you know, and you'll go more detailed into this, but it's it kind of has the feel of like the you know, the rat king, the gimmick with the rat king, like it really doesn't actually, have a whole I, lot of weight unless you're using it in like a group. And I feel like this this gun is kind of the same.
1: Well I was gonna say I want you, I want you to save it because uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. Adam, just give me a number.
3: Uh I mean I haven't used it a lot yet, but I'll probably agree four.
1: Uh, okay, cool. All right. So real quick for those that didn't get this or don't know how to get this, uh, it's actually not that bad. Um you step one, you just go right back to the EDZ. And this is like in a, a public space, you know, public uh, uh um, yeah, public space, right? Public public server. You just go back in the EDZ in this exam exact spot where you started the Thorn quest, right? Um if you don't really know, you go you uh head back to the Trostlin in the EDZ. Um, you go straight, you know, past the salt mines. You know, going uh, north from the church, just go straight, basically. Uh, you walk through that abandoned storehouse. You'll you actually see that, uh, that one label on top of it says Saul's Work" right above it. Case of point, just keep going straight, and uh, you go towards that elevator that's broken, and you'll take that teleporter on the teleport. You at the bottom of this hill where um, Hawk, uh, what's the name, uh, Hawthorne was. It'll be at the bottom of this hill. And then you'll go straight up that hill, and you'll see like an energy wall, you know, blocking you on the right. Well, you don't go to the right; you just keep going straight. There should be some kind of railing there. You jump up, and there'll be like a little mini campsite up top, and you'll see a box. It'll be very, it'll, it'll stand out. You open that box, and you'll get the, you'll get a letter, right? And that's how you start it. Uh, disclaimer: Oh, not disclaimer, but I guess real quick, you don't you don't need the thorn uh, to have the rose or the lumina. You don't need that. So if you don't have the thorn, don't worry about it. Here we go. All right. So step number two, uh, after you get the letter from Shin, you'll need to use your uh, calibration device. You get a calibration device. That's what I believe Joe or Paul was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a calibration device to help find a chest uh, in a lost sector or just out in the open world. Okay, so it'll actually it'll pretty much tell you in like purple uh, text where you need to find this chest. Nothing. It's specific enough to the point where it's like in an area, but you actually just have to do some searching. Okay. Once you find it, step three. Or go to
3: YouTube.
1: Or go to YouTube, Dave. Right, <laughs> that's what I always do. Um, step three, you need to just generate two hundred and fifty orbs of light. Uh, you could do this with a group. So if you do this with a group, it goes by like that. Um, and then uh, once you go, and then uh, once you do that, you're on the next step. And uh, this has like three steps in this part. For so in step four, you have like three parts. So you have to uh, do a nightfall and get fifty thousand points. You have to – and for the second one, you have to – you have to get 35 points, and you can do this. And like how the point system works, I guess, depending upon what activity you do, whether it's the blind well, black armory, or escalation protocol, I guess you'll you'll be awarded points differently. I just did escalation protocol because I was just being stubborn, but I, it's like one point per wave if you're doing escalation protocol. I don't know what Except it is. Wave
3: seven. wave seven gives you three.
1: I didn't want, well, I, I don't really know that.
3: I wasn't paying attention. I did it during okay. that t- escalation protocol too. And it was once I got to seven, you get three, then you go back down to six, get one and three, then one then three and so on and so forth.
1: Okay. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. The point is if you do the blind well, black armory or escalation protocol, you will eventually accumulate your 35 points. Okay. Then the third step of, I guess, step four is that you need to kill a hundred enemies without reloading your weapon. And you need know, we, we could recommend different guns all day. Sweet business, uh, I don't know, some kind of submachine gun that can – What's it called? The uh, Recluse. Rooks. Okay, yeah, but there's another one. It's the cowboy version. I forget what it's called. Same. You know what I'm talking
3: about? Oh, yeah, Huckleberry.
1: Huckleberry, thank you. We can use that too. Uh, if you get kills, it refills in your magazine.
3: <laughs> What'd you
1: say? I just like how you call it the cowboy version. I just – th- I thought <laughs> about cowboys because the, the faction is like very uh, – you know, you know, Because it mean. looks like the
3: Prospector where it's like that Old West look. Yeah.
1: Whew. All right, so step number five. All right, so it's called Fire Team Leader. So once you complete the four mini quests and restored your rose, because you actually get a rose, like you get a legendary hand cannon and it's, and it's called the rose. Um The next step, you need to get kills with the rose and, you know, complete activities, right? Uh, if, you, if you're if you in a group with other rose wielders, you'll gain bonus progress to this step. So the point is, you need to equip the rose and just complete activities such as like strikes, uh, daily stories, PVP, you know, et cetera, right? And even uh, the menagerie, you know, counts as something you can do, right? And I, I, um, but if you have other people on your team, like in your fire team that are, that, that are also, uh, you know, wielding the rose, then you're, you get a higher percentage for completing said thing, okay? And step number six, because I, I think currently I'm on, yeah, I'm on this step right here, Um So step six, you need to get guardian kills. So that's obviously in PVP. And I believe you get about 1% per kill. I could be wrong. Maybe 0.5. Who knows?
3: It's with any hand cannon, by the way, not the rose only.
1: Correct. Thank you for saying that. Thank you very much. And honestly, I... I,
3: And I think it actually counts for anyone on your team getting it.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. All I know
3: is that I got it in two PVP matches. I got 67% the first match. There's no way I got 67 hand cannon kills. Right. You're okay. <laughs> uh, right, right. So okay. somehow I think it has to do and I think multi-kills count for more. I didn't pay attention specifically. All I know is that I got it done in like one and a half matches because of okay. like the teammates as well.
1: Okay, that's good to know. Well thank you for saying that. I did not know that. Um, and then the second I guess sub step is generating fifty orbs. You can play quick play instead of rumble, helps you complete the nice objective. You, I mean, just generate fifty orbs. That's pretty self-explanatory. Also, with a hand cannon. Then, there you go. Uh, and this one is uh, deny the invader. And so this one's uh, this one we talked about this specifically earlier in the podcast about seven minutes ago. Uh, how you you have to you have to be the one to kill an invader before he kills anyone on your team. The point is, you have to be the one to kill the invader, not your teammate. Right. So whether your teammates are good or bad. The point is, you want to make sure you're the one. You're the one that you're the one that kill. You're the one that kills the invader before he kills anyone else
3: on your team, including you.
1: Uh, that's actually. I'm kind of interested. What happens if you, uh, you know, you trade? Does that count? Probably not.
3: Depends. <laughs> I got it. Counted for me. And yeah. actually. I technically died before he did. It was. Uh, I shot a Jotun, and he shot a Truth. The Truth hit me beforehand, but I still got the medal not on my watch, and that's really what you need. You need the medal not on my watch. So, if you get the medal, then it counts. If you don't, well, I guess you got unlucky.
1: <laughs> okay. And then the last part, which is something that uh, I we, we talked about, I think, the last podcast or a couple of podcasts, um, you have to shoot these crystals. And I believe there's 11 crystals in each, I guess, area you have to shoot down with the rose in the, um, what's that? We'll, we'll have a thousand strikes. We'll have a thousand strike on Mars. That's the you one we really, fight. Really have.
2: Shoot 11 total, and there's, like, crystals all over the place. Yeah. Really?
3: That's I joined okay. halfway through on randoms, okay. and I still was able to get, like, 11, and there was a bunch of extra left.
1: Okay. No, I thought you had to shoot all 11, like, in each room. Oh, my fault. Nah. Okay.
3: 11 total, and I yeah. think there's over 30. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, and then after that, you'll get your Lumina. and uh, there, there is, obviously, a new ornament. I like the, the white the white one is the default one, which is a very good look. The black one, it's another good look i mean uh, from an aesthetic perspective it's it's very nice. The ornament is called lucid melody, just in case I'm assuming you have to buy this. I'm just gonna make that assumption
3: either well, um, make them well I don't know if it's you have to I know you can buy it right now. I don't know if it's gonna be one of those available from a, like you can get it like other ones or not, but
1: so so I guess the point I'm making is I'm not sure if you could buy this via bright dust or actual currency. there you go I it's
3: silver right now. Okay so actual currency then. All right. Yes, yes.
1: Um uh but yeah no that that's pretty much it. Uh now we we could go deep into it so uh that that's how you get it. Um it it seemed like a lot reading it but um I don't know if you if you really just focused on it and you have a team with you you can kind of knock this out in a day. Uh but I would say this, I guess the next question is is this gun practical in PVP and in PvE? And uh, I have to be honest with you. I I don't have the gun yet, but in PVP, and I'll tell you my this is this is my quick review based off of what I've seen and what I've learned from the perks. So real quick, the perks of the Lumina are this. So, well, first of all, it's it's a it's 150 uh, rounds per minute hand cannon that holds up to 12 rounds in the magazine. Okay. So like other exotics, there's no mod slot or alternative perks. So there's no variation of what you can earn. Okay. Lumina has like the three normal perks and two unique ones that revolve around a healing mechanics. So let me just show you what they are. So the the, you have noble rounds, right? And noble rounds is you kills with this weapon, leave behind remnants, absorbing a remnant, converts your next hip fire shot into an ally seeking noble round and partially refills the magazine. Boom. Uh, the next one is Blessing of the Sky. Using Noble Rounds on an ally heals them and grants both you and them a weapon damage bonus for a short time, okay? Uh, the next three is a Chambered Compensator, so that increases stability, moderately controls recoil, slightly decreases handling speed. Accurized Rounds, that also increases the range, and uh, Polymer Grip, and that just increases handling speed. So, um, the reason why... Uh, and I think those—I I, mean—I think it's cool, right, on on paper. But the reason why I feel like in PvP specifically it's not very practical is because this reminds me of the Thorn. This is the same problem uh, the Thorn had, okay, right? Now, granted, this is the only weapon of its kind that it, that you actually can heal heal other allies with a gun, which is great, and it's not an ability. But the reason why it, this this gun uh, is not very practical in PvP, in my opinion, based off of what I've seen. Is specifically the remnant, the remnants that get, that get left behind. And what I mean is, when you kill an enemy with your Lumina, they leave behind a remnant. It's a little orb, just like the Thorn. When you kill someone, it's basically the same thing. When you kill someone with a Thorn, it, it, they you, they leave behind a remnant where they died. You you have to pick it up, and it actually buffs your gun, right? It buffs your shots, and it also partially reloads your magazine, just like this one. But except with this one, uh, it, it um. Uh, you uh, you get to absorb it and you have to hip fire your next shot with this noble round and you have to shoot it at an ally and it seeks them and it partially refills your magazine and it also heals the person you're shooting. And it also buffs them and I guess buffs your next shot or whatever. But the point is it's so – it's not very practical but because it's, it's the, the, when you're using this gun in PvP, it turns into – I, I, you have you're playing it tag with with the remnant around the field. You're like really just fighting to get that remnant, because at, at the end of the day, you're, you're you're shooting this you're shooting this gun from a distance. And when you kill someone from a distance, that means the remnant is at a distance. You have to go get it. You know what I mean? So if this was a shotgun, that'd be a totally different thing. But since since wherever you killed the target with this gun, the remnant is also where they died. Then that means you have to go risk. I mean, it makes you think: is this a high risk? And it, does the reward actually match out the risk? And I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't have it. I. I don't think so. I, I don't know. I. I just think it's kind of. I don't know. But that's that's my little rant on it. So, Joe, why don't you just take it away based on of what you, I don't know? You play PvP whatever it is. Tell Tell us what you think. So, oh,
2: as far as the no Rounds thing, I think you, you hit the the nail on the head on that. Um, the only thing I would add to that is just you know you get the no round and it's like. It's only worth a darn if anybody is around you in PvP. If there's nobody around you, like it's just pointless. Yeah, that is true. That's true. And and that's why I was saying, like, it's kind of like racking. Like racking is awesome when you have a bunch of people around you. Like this, this gun's kind of like the same deal. It's definitely more of a PVE gun. Um, and then I, I like that it stacks five times for the noble rounds. And um, I just you know. I don't really see a whole lot of difference in damage boost for from my side being the person shooting the noble rounds to like other people. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of like a cool gimmick. In my opinion.
3: Wait, and all of a sudden you got really quiet. Who me? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Do I sound
3: better? Yep,
1: yep. Okay, cool. Sorry. Uh, thanks for telling me. Um, but uh, I, the reason why I came up with these perspectives is because I saw, I saw gameplay in PVP and in PVE. I saw someone use this against Callus, a full team, you know, intentionally using the buff correctly and everything, and they got to the third plate, and it took them that long. It took them that long to take him down. So by the time they got to the third plate, that's when they were able to kill him. Um, I, in PVP, it was just kind of funny to watch this guy play, and like you said, Joe, it's either like you're you're risking yourself to get the orb. And even if you do get the orb, you have to have someone with you, or if if no one's around, then you just got that remnant or that orb for no reason at all, right? There And then, I don't know, it's it's not much of a, you know, you're not really buffed yet because you didn't shoot, you know, an ally. In order for you to get that buff yourself, you have to shoot an
3: ally. Yeah, I think it's just (laughs) too complicated, where it's a cool idea, but unlike some of the other perks in these other guns where you just have to be near people or you just have to, or even, I mean, vigilance wing, you actually heal, get healed. if like a teammate dies, but like all those, it's you, they just kind of happen. You don't necessarily have to think about it. Whereas this one, you have to like consciously think, Oh, Hey, I got this noble round. Now where's it like, look around for a teammate to shoot. And like, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, maybe if you're uh, really good and you have a, like a full fire team that they're all communicating and you're all roaming together, you know, you can maybe make it work. But, yeah,
1: I mean, to be, I mean, to be honest, yeah, I, th- I think this I, I, I mean, I don't think you need to have a full fire team, but it does benefit you a lot. Um, I say at the very least, if you're going to use this gun in PVP, use it with at least one person that you're communicating with. That way y'all can stick together and like, hey. All right, I'm, I'm gonna buff you. Stay close by, boom, and then you just keep going and going. If y'all both have it, y'all can keep swapping buffs. If, you know, if that's how you want to roll, um, whatever. But, but I uh, do
3: think the noble rounds actually stay around for a while, so long as because I think, I think it was Joe or someone that you actually, if you switch guns and switch back, like it stays there, so you don't have to use it immediately after. I don't think, but obviously if you die this way, but right, okay. I yeah, don't know I, I, if it stays he, there he, definitely
2: like a, it's not. there's there's there's, it's you're better off just using thorn because if you pick up a remnant and the off chance you have a remnant at least you can use it for something right yeah that's what
1: i'm saying at least with thorn as soon as you get the remnant orb you all you need to do is just shoot shoot the enemy you don't have to buff a teammate and then shoot (laughs) uh i mean like i said i prefer like you know weapons with mechanics that are more i guess passive that's something you don't have to think about. Like I agree with you, Adam. Uh, so after hearing that, uh, Paul, I mean, what do, what do you think? I mean,
0: no, nah, I mean, I, I watched gameplay, so I watched a video of Mister Fruit playing, um, and although it was like he's funny with his commentary, so it was like a somewhat enjoyable video to watch. But like the weapon itself, why would you pick? Why would you pick that weapon over the Ace of Spades or? Um, <laughs> Yeah, even Thorn, or th- there's just better options of exotic hand cannons. Well, just R- the to touch of malice, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Sorry.
3: Or even last word for up close. <laughs> Dude, that's well, I mean, last,
2: word, last word is picking up in the crucible, in my opinion, but it's annoying.
3: It.
0: I mean, I use it, but at the same time, like, there's no buff associated to it. Right. Uh, oh, it's just you, the highest right say,
3: fire. It's like a 210 or something.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, at least with Memento Mori. You know, you have, like, you kill somebody, you reload, you have your buff. The Thorn, you kill somebody, yeah, you have to go slide over your resonant, but you have your buff uh, to need a teammate with you. In my personal experience, my teammates are far and few between anywhere helpful when I'm playing PvP. Like, they're either running away, not shooting the enemy when I'm getting shot at, or they're just dead before I even get there. So it's just. <laughs> I really don't play with other people.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, but yeah, so this, like I said, this podcast is going to be pretty much short. Uh, this, this was like the meat and potatoes of the podcast. This gun, this Lumina quest, and how to get it, the practicality of it. Now, I would say, I'm not saying this is sucked. terrible. Uh, well, honestly, you know, I would say the quest. Can, I would say the quest will only suck if you're doing it by yourself. If you have other people with you, it's I, I think it, I think it'll fly by because that's what normally happens. Yeah, like still,
3: it's like you said, like Paul was saying, we were saying before. But like all the steps have nothing to do with the actual weapon. Like they're just tedious things of like, oh, now I gotta go kill things with this. Oh, now I'll go kill things with that. Oh, now go do this. Like there, there's zero like relevance to like the weapon yeah. itself. Like it's just. What was
0: the- what was the quest that we had to go back to Bannerfall before it was even ever in- reintroduced to the game?
1: Oh, uh
0: I know what you're talking about. Dang.
1: It, mm.
0: Dang. Was this you a, know what was, I,
1: what, I know what you're talking about, but wasn't this in D1 or D2? Couldn't tell. Oh, I
3: and mean, no, 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 no. no, no, no. We went back to the tower.
1: No, 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 it was in D1. You're talking about we had to forge the uh the Gallahorn again.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: All right, but like something like as silly as that. Like, that wasn't anything amazing. It didn't take them any extra like creativity. Like, they, we already had Bannerfall. All they did was let us go there. Like, they could do that with any <laughs> PvP map, any like anything. Like, they could make things more exciting with very little time and effort. But instead, it's like, go do strikes, go do, you know, blind well, go do. And so it's, it's a, a lot, lot of them, them too.
3: too. It's not even like oh go do one for like the strikes. Go do fifty strikes. Like you know how long fifty strikes takes? <laughs> like God.
1: apparently, well, apparently, like it, it takes what? How, how long? How long does it take for one strike
0: uh, uh, on, on PC, Paul? I mean, it doesn't take long. It, it takes five to seven minutes on average, to me, dude.
3: I can't even. <laughs> Fifty of those? Like, come on, that's ridiculous. That's like switching from
2: traveling like Oregon Trail style across the United States to like a jet plane. Mm-hmm. Like, I <laughs> oh yeah. no, dude, fathom that.
0: I, I I tell everybody, like, even my buddy uh, Tony, like, who plays Monster Hunter, like, I play Monster Hunter on PC now, and like the lo- there's no load time. There's no load time in any game. The only game that actually kind of similar in load time is the Division Two. Everything else, Destiny, like. Man, I could fly to the tower in like five seconds. I can, you know, so jealous of a you. Strike. Like,
2: it's ridiculous. bro. So <laughs> <small, real> processing <laughs> happens. I am getting it on PC.
1: <laughs> oh man. Okay.
2: Uh, oh, so I forgot to
1: bring this up uh, last podcast. This was like bothering. I don't know why I couldn't remember it, but I did. I finally did the Crown of Sorrows two times. I think two weeks ago, or yeah, it was, yeah, two weeks ago. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Paul, did, I mean Adam, did you do the raid? Right? I did it last night.
3: How'd you like it? it? Um, So, I mean, it was fun. I think it was short. I just don't understand what the point of the like. They have really short raids all of a sudden. Like, Scourge of the Past was fun, but it was short. This was fun, but it was like – that was money granted. The rest of the team had done it, I think, maybe two or three times each, and I had done it none. And I think we got every encounter the first time except the last one. It took us twice. So, like, it wasn't – yeah, I mean, again, it was fun, but it just was not – I don't know. It did not seem that challenging. Like, it just – I don't know. There was something about it where, like, King's Fall, even after doing King's Fall as many times we did, still was sometimes challenging, you know, for it. – like, it, was, it wasn't was crazy challenging, but it was still somewhat challenging even at the end just because of the mechanics behind it. Whereas these, it was like – I don't know. Maybe if I did it with a different team, I would have a different, you know, uh, mentality. Maybe we just had a really good team. But
1: yeah, I think that's it. it. That's your problem.
3: Really easy, in my opinion. Same thing with like scourge. Like it was, I don't know, something about these raids at D two that just seem like way easier compared to D one.
1: I think your problem is you just have good players. That's it. That's that's your that's your problem. That's your first world problem. (laughs) You got good players.
3: But seriously, like it, it did not seem that challenging. I mean, it it just really
1: didn't. Well, no, dude. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I think, but that's what I'm saying. I think you're just saying that because, like, you were. I mean, of course, you're explaining the mechanics, and, and plus, you're with people that were pretty good. But at the end of the day, you had to communicate and everything like that. Um, I don't know. I think at the same time, it's just you know, like, how interested are you really into this? I, I, I think, I, I think, I think it was good. I, I really enjoyed that raid a lot. Um, I don't mind a short raid. Like, I mean, like, give me at least three encounters minimum, and I'll be okay with that. And I think that's what they give us. But um, no, I mean I don't know. I I, I liked it. Uh, you, you, everyone has to kind of pull their own weight. To be honest, but you have to. Otherwise, you are gonna jack everything up. I mean, not, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you'll completely fail, but you'll mess up the flow of things. You know, definitely if you don't communicate, especially with that mechanic with the you know being blessed and not blessed you know, with the witch's curse and, you know, whatever.
3: Honestly, as much as I hate to admit it, because this is going to probably shock you, Leviathan was my favorite raid of D2 so far. You got to be freaking kidding me. Dude,
2: (laughs) there's no way. There's no way. No, You mean all Destiny in the history of Destiny? No, no, D2, D2. Okay. (laughs) No, no, D2.
3: King's Fall is probably my overall favorite raid. but actually surprises me a lot, actually. But yeah, Leviathan the original Leviathan of in D two is still my favorite raid. Like wasn't a big fan of the whatever Spire and the, the Eater of Worlds. Like they were okay. But again, they were real short. Scourge was real short. Last Wish was all right, but I still think Leviathan was my favorite of D two.
1: Okay so real quick what what made it challenging then and why cuz you so, so the thing for you is you want a challenging raid and you want a raid that's somewhat lengthy so is one, that, was is length. that correct?
3: there were a lot of encounters or, cause there was well aside from the little middle thing that you can bypass if you go under like in the underbelly or under whatever, there was what three so there were four four main encounters then plus the little like partial like beginning thing so there was kind of well in the universe so there's kind of five that if you went in between you know maybe more um and I don't know they just seemed like they were they were really unique encounters to me like they were because they weren't all just a boss like I guess that was my point was I liked them because they were not just a you know a, a main or even like a sub boss at each one like the, the dogs were any- really fun the honestly, I like I mean I don't know I, I, the gauntlet was fun running the gauntlet was fun uh like it was just it was to me it was just different than any raid we've had before where it wasn't just Hey, there's another boss that we do DPS at. Hey, another boss DPS at. So
1: okay, well, devil devil's advocate, real quick. Um, the Crown of Sorrow is is basically like the Leviathan, except it's just shorter. There's there's only one boss. There's only two. There's only three encounters total. One boss, no length. So what?
3: No length, but the the final one was the very the two the last two encounters were very similar, like very similar. Um, sure. And I get – well, and actually, that's there's a couple other raids that I can't remember off the top of my head. To me, they seem like they just they built they build. It was one of those like, oh, like here's the one something you do in the first one, then the next one you add something else, then all of a sudden it's like, by the way, in the third encounter you combine the first two basically encounters into the third one. Hooray! You know what? You know I'm not
1: gonna lie. I mean, because before you said this, I would have you would you would have liked um, what's it called? Last wish because it's lengthy, but I just would assume because I, I personally I like fighting bosses in each encounter, but just make it interesting, right? I mean I'm okay with length. I'm okay with I mean honestly whether it's lengthy or not. Uh, the whole point is I want to understand the mechanics and I the reason the reason why I enjoy a raid is because if I know I can be flexible in the raid and I can use whatever loadout I want, I can be in whatever position I want. I can kind of you know kind of adjust things the way i want as long as i'm a professional i know that sounds kind of weird but if you get to the point where you're an expert in a raid you know how to do this or that and you know execute it flawlessly then okay well that's what makes it fun and now you, you go back to king's fall and remember when we all did queen breaker's queen breaker's versus the war priests and it freaking worked we used the thorn versus gogoroth but that didn't work um, but we <laughs> But, I mean, the whole, the whole point is, like, for example, the um, – But you can't the, really the,
3: do that. I mean, you can a little bit, but some of these you can't. Like, even in The Last Wish, like, there are parts that
1: are – That's the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making, Adam. That's why I, the Destiny 1 raids seemed, uh, were more fun to me. Not because of the lore. I mean, don't get me wrong. The lore was great. I was always trying to pin, pinpoint it because I will always say that I always look at D1, Destiny 1 with rose-colored glasses, and I'm just like, well, what's the reason? Oh, I don't know. Nostalgia. Oh, well, that's not a good reason. I mean, the reason is I've, I finally figured it out. That's the reason. I like the fact that once I become an expert in a raid, not only I can teach people, but also I can be more flexible in terms of what job I want to do. I don't have to say, hey. We're in this raid. We're at this part. You have to use Black Spindle. You have to use Galahorn. I freaking hated that. But that's so why like-
3: Last Wish has some of that, whereas like Leviathan doesn't. Again, you've seen all the videos of people taking down Callus with Rat King or Prospector or like you know every any number of weapons. You know you can beat him with. Whereas you know, like there are points in the raid in the Last Wish raid where again everyone pulls out Spindle on that one giant ogre dude. I forget his name. You know, for a while, it was everyone pulls out, you know, uh, a cluster bomb rocket on the final boss. Like, like so that's what I'm saying. Now, that I, get, I get had I got, more. That. Like, I know you can do other things, but it was, that's what everyone did.
1: Right. Now, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, my point is, I actually do agree with you in terms of, I guess, if you, if I would pick a rate and like, what's your favorite, I'll say Leviathan is one of my favorites for Destiny 2, right? I, I agree. Which, I mean, um. Uh, I'm very easily satisfied, but I i guess my least favorite rate is uh, freaking – oh, what is that freaking rate? Uh, Last Wish. I don't – it's just mm, – for. I think I think I know why I don't like that rate so much. The reason why I don't like the rate is because I feel like I'm constantly babysitting. Like, all right, here we go. All right, here we go. Let me teach you how to do this here. Okay, all right, you ready? And I just kind of just disconnects me. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but I just – it's a long raid and I don't feel like, you know, and so maybe, maybe it's my fault because we choose, I choose to do the raid at a late time. I'm like, I don't feel like teaching you anything right now. I'm tired and I just want to just go through this with ease and have fun with my friends. And I'm like, I don't know. Last wish I've always, there's, I believe there's always a time where I'm like babysitting or like, all right, so here's what we got to do. Let me teach you this mechanic. All right. So, Oh, you never done this mechanic before. All right. So you need, all right. So we're doing this plate part and let me teach you what we need to do. Like, I feel like when you do a raid, You should be you should do multiple stuff. Don't be stagnant with one job. Oh, that's my job. I just shoot the rockets. I'm like, Well, why are you even on the team? I don't want you here. Like I don't I think you guys are burning
2: yourselves out on raids. I am. You mean like talking about it or just doing it? No, just doing it. Honestly, I haven't done the last like two raids. I'm waiting for like a good weekend when like all us original people are like available.
3: Well, I mean, I haven't – I've only done the new one once, and I've, even the Scourge, I've only done a handful. Of, well, I guess there was a while where I was doing it a lot, but I haven't done it in probably over a month.
1: No, that's what I'm going to say. Like, I'm not even really burnt out on raids uh, as of late. The only reason, only time I would do a raid is when uh, Doran and I guess his, his crew would invite me. That was it, honestly. Um, but real quick, uh, there is a new exotic machine. This is going to be real short. But there's a, there's a new exotic machine gun. I don't know what it's called. There, I forgot to send this to you, Paul. But there was, it was like a 3D printed uh, uh, exotic machine gun. Like it looked like it was powered by a crystallized insect. There was also like a little trailer, if you would call it that, I guess showcasing the moon a little bit more for uh, Keep. It was very short. Uh, I was watching uh, Mesa Sean's video on YouTube. And uh, that's how I found out about it today. It was, like, kind of a last-minute thing. Um, I, do you know anything about that at all, Paul?
0: Yeah, no. They showed it off at GuardianCon. Uh, the guy who, I guess it was his creation, that he doesn't know how you're going to get it. He doesn't know the lore behind it. He doesn't know the name for it. He doesn't really even know how it works yet. He just wanted the, the visual aspect of it released. Okay. It looks kind of cool. I like how it looks. I don't know. <sighs>
1: Okay. Okay um and then the last but not least the annual pass so we know that we know now i guess it's confirmed that destiny 2 is going to move on again is is going to move on so far with the annual pass model where i mean i believe you can buy things individually but i mean that's not very cost effective but um i i I like the annual pass um you know uh, i like the annual pass road roadmap i mean uh I don't know. I guess you could say I—I—I I, I feel like uh, this, the annual pass DLCs kind of remind me of like free free events just clumped all together because it doesn't feel very heavy. I don't know if you—that's uh, the best way I can describe it. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think,
2: Joe? Uh, so in regards to what you just said, are you talking about you feel like it's spaced out to where it's just kind of random or i don't know where you-
1: what no no so the, the point i'm making is I don't, I don't i feel like the annual pass i think the annual passes are good but i feel like annual passes aren't as chunky as individual dlcs it feels like free events that the live team just gives you just for like an entire for each season i don't know if he was kind of like 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 for example the the dlc that was centered around uh, gambit prime it seemed like the, the this the longevity of that dlc I, I, I feel like it didn't have any because all, all I'm doing is just a rotation of Gambit Prime and Reckoning. Gambit Prime, Reck- That's it. Boring.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to me, and I mean, you know, I'm I'm not really on a, like a tight budget, so whenever it's like, hey, this is coming out, like I'm just gonna end up buying it, it's just because I don't have, I don't like having restrictions on doing anything. So I guess I'm kind of like a bad person to, to ask because. I don't ever know what is the difference between, like, annual pass stuff and, like, new DLC stuff, because I just get everything. So, um, I personally just don't, like, have any blocks on anything, and then after the fact, I'm usually like, hey, that's just kind of lame. But, uh, traditionally, annual pass stuff is what? It's more like, uh, like the freaking random events that come up every, like, two months?
3: Well, it's a combination. So it's a combination of huh? annual pass. Like, yeah, I think the Lumina... Mm -hmm. Was if you don't have the annual pass, you can't get it until like the next season or something. Or
2: well, that wouldn't have broke my
3: heart. So (laughs) okay, yeah. Now we see what it is. But in general, each season has had like two exotic quests, and unless you have the annual pass, you don't have access to one of them. I think until the like next season. I think.
2: I guess it's good because I'm always all about having access to new stuff, so I can hate it or hate it or love it, but. I don't know. So I hate it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Whew. So, Paul, I got a question for you. I mean, wh- what was your favorite DLC uh, during the entire, uh, I guess for this entire year, like of the annual pass? Like, what was your favorite? Do you have a favorite?
0: Are we not counting Forsaken? No, we're not counting Forsaken. <laughs> okay. Then I would have to say, yeah, because the Forsaken was kind of like,
1: I think it was its own thing. I don't think it was a part of the annual pass.
0: Well, it technically was, but it was more than just a little DLC. It was like a pretty big one. So I won't include it. Definitely not uh, Season of the Drifter. Uh, definitely not Season of the Forge. So it would have to be Season of opera. Ob- Season of Opinion. Yeah.
2: This has, because this, this, is, has, this is the only
0: one that feels like I'm actually getting something new. Like the Forge, I don't know. Like, I feel like I... I mean, people are all about it. They're like, oh, this is so great. You can just keep going out and regrinding and getting new rolls on the same guns that you really like. And blah blah. Man, I could only get two guns per week, and I had to grind for them, and I had to go unlock all these forges, and like there's all these quest steps, really. It was like I just felt like it was
3: that more... Sense, of... the way. So you can get more than, I think, two... I think you can get more than two a week. Oh, no, no. It's, you can only get two a week, I think, but all of them are available. So it's not like this week is only the sword and the bow. You can choose yeah. any of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I get that. But it just, it didn't really, I didn't feel like I was having a good time doing it. And then you get the season of the Drifter, which, you know, I didn't start playing until like a couple of weeks ago. And Gambit Prime, I think, is more fun, maybe, than regular Gambit. Um, it gets kind of awkward when you guys just keep like, trying to melt your own prime evil and then someone keeps invading. And now that the truth's out there, it's pretty easy to just like take down people. Like, and I'm there, I've done it myself. I'll run through the sniper and like the revoker and truth and a recluse. I'm like, just come at me, you know, like I'll, I'll take the whole team out and then go back. And, you know, then one of them invades, he takes our whole team out and it just, it still makes the game last a little long. Um, (laughs) And then you go (laughs) to the reckoning, which I had no idea what I was doing in there. Uh, and, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could have done a whole season where it was
2: just focused on that. Okay. <laughs> I I mean, I, I guess you could say if I could have erase... raked. You went, you, went yeah, you went quiet. Went real again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my fault. You're Sorry. Back. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. It sounds like you're, like, walking away from whatever you're talking into.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, I'd say if I would rate it, I, I would rate the season of opulence first, then the forge and then the season of the drifter. Um, I get where t- I get where you're coming from, Paul. Uh, regarding like you, yes, you can get weapons, you can, get, you can farm for new roles, but it's a lot easier to farm new roles. even with the upcoming nerf of like farming the chest and the menagerie. I, the menagerie can just be quicker. And you're not limited to how many you can get a week because you know the combination. If you have the materials, you have the nodes or whatever, uh, you can you can you can get the gun you want j- just at a price of just a random roll. With the forging, you can only get two a week because in order for you to actually get a, to get a forging weapon, you need a ballistic log, and they only offer you two opportunities a week to get them. And um like I said, the forge I think takes a little longer, in my opinion, because you got to go back. You got to go back and get another one. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. No. That, no. That's a great point because I was, I literally was about to go into the forge the other day because I'm trying to uh, do my Redrix broadsword, and I need, you know, I already got my pulse rifle kills, but now I'm back on the step where you need pulse rifle headshots, and pulse rifles just aren't all that great unless you have like a blast furnace or something along those lines. So, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just go farm one real quick. Nope, no ballistics logs. So, what do I do to get one? Oh, you have to go do forges first. And I'm like, all right, I've already, I'm over this. I'll just use my vigilance wing. Like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I haven't used that in well, a long time. Honestly, I think to me, the biggest thing that the Season of the Obulence has over the other ones is you don't have to do everything on every character. So. Yeah, well, I'm kinda,
2: so I'm going to disagree with that because I don't know if it's a bug, but this stuff's not unlocked on my Hunter.
3: Well, it's supposed to be. I don't know if you have to talk to someone. I don't know. I have to, I'll, I'll see if I can figure that out. There's, you literally,
2: there's literally no one that I can talk to. I've talked to every single NPC in Destiny. Well, maybe around. it's a yeah. bug
3: and because it's not it's supposed to be a bug.
2: But I also haven't unlocked the freaking Dreaming City yet, so I don't know if it's tied to that. Probably. Hey, did you
1: talk to Deprim K at all? Because he, he's he's a, he's a you need to talk to him.
0: No, because Joe, I'm in the same boat. I can only use my Hunter, which is 750, uh-huh. and my Titan and Warlock are like three something. And I and I haven't even done the Forsaken story. Yeah. So I literally can only get those coins on my Hunter, which is why I still don't even have blue runes unlocked. Huh? Because yeah, I, don't I have literally can't un- either. I can only do four bounties a week. Yeah, where everybody else is
2: running like twelve bounties a week. Yeah, I had everything unlocked on my Titan, in my Warlock, but I know on my Warlock I had just like beaten the Forsaken
3: storyline, so I think that might be it. In general, though, so I guess you have to have the other stuff unlocked. But it sounds like once you're up to speed on the other characters, you only have to do it once each season from here on out. Like whereas again, I, I don't think I've ever unlocked the forges on my Titan and my hunter because I didn't feel like doing all that three times. Right. I did it on my warlock and that was kind of it. And okay. so now though I think once you well, again, who knows? They might have to hopefully you don't have to do everything up to this point now, then everything does that way. Like I hope once the next season comes out it's like starts fresh and it's like, you know what? You know, because remember, like when we had to do the even uh, was it the Red War? That was the original Destiny, wasn't it? Or when Destiny Two, when it first came out, doing all those story missions on every single character took so long. Like I was so over that. Mm. Okay.
1: Well, look, uh, we're gonna just gonna we're gonna put this uh, podcast to a close. We kind of reached our time limit again. But uh, yeah, no. So far, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm actually kind of curious what we're going to talk about next week. We have something we usually have something to talk about, but we will see. I don't know. Uh, but uh, no, like I said, thank you guys uh, for you know coming on the podcast. I know y'all take the time out of y'all day to just come through. I do appreciate that as always. Okay, and uh, a quick shout out to Waleed. He's one of the listeners. Uh, he's one of the most the, one of the most vocal listeners uh, of the show, and he uh, you know just gives a lot of insight or just his, his uh, opinions on what he thinks. So uh, Waleed, big shout out to you, buddy. Uh, You know, thanks for tuning in every single week. I do appreciate it. Seriously. I do. Um, But yeah. And uh, for the other listeners, uh, just continue to support the podcast by listening. Uh, It really does help out a lot. And um, like I said, if you were, like I said, in the beginning of the show, if you guys are a a fan of other games and you just want to, you know, do your, if you're not, you're not, if you're not just an exclusive fan of destiny, you like listening to other games or playing other games, we do do a podcast every single week called EBD pod EBD podcast. That's everything but destiny podcast, and uh, you know we do one every single week. And I just uh, type that in. You know, you can you can. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, all the other weird podcast uh, apps that I've never heard of. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So thanks guys for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Take it easy. Okay, yeah, that was really awkward. All (laughs) right, so until
4: then, we will see you guys next week. Bye bye. bye. Doodles.